0: If you somehow, what Ruthless Talk is cooking! Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and wherever you are in the world, and whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli, and welcome to another edition of Ruthless Talk. Man, what a week. What a week it has been in the pro wrestling world, hasn't it? You had the WWE merge with Endeavor that was made official this past Tuesday. You got WWE executives being fired, being let go left and right. You got this whole Jade Cargill rumors coming to WWE. And then you had what transpired last night. And we're going to get into all of that as this is a full Friday night SmackDown review for you guys today. But before we get into that, um, I would like to make some statements in regards to our last episode. First thing I want to say um, is shout out to my co-host Brian Thomas. If you guys uh, were able to catch our last episode from Thursday, um, at least for the time being, he is going to be um, he is going to be away. Um, and we don't know when he's going to come back. He's he has some personal stuff that's going on um you know we wish him nothing but the best and you know brian shout out to you whenever you do watch this uh this this video this episode uh shout out to you my man uh you have been tremendous in being a part of this community you are a big part of this platform and, and what has bring to the table over the last seven to eight nine months now close to a year as we're getting closer and closer to a year now um you know the amount of time we've been doing podcasts on this platform so brian once again, man, just shout out to you. Uh, wishing you nothing but the best. I know it's not a, a goodbye, like a legit goodbye, but it's just kind of, a you no, know, like you said in the last episode, it's more like of a see you later uh, type of deal. So, but thank you, Brian, for for everything and can't wait to have you back on this platform um, in the near future. So, um, and of course, like I also mentioned, uh, there's going to be some special guests that are in the works Uh, to be on this platform so make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that as well now let's dive into the show now I know what you guys are thinking well James what about Monday Night Raw you didn't review Monday Night Raw this week well guys Monday Night Raw and I'm gonna be very very fucking clear this show does not deserve my attention this week and it damn sure does not deserve a full review at all I mean because because here's the thing right What is the best way for this company to compete with NFL's Monday Night Football? None other than Nia Jax ending the fucking show. She injures most girls. She injures most girls. (laughs) But listen, look, even though I know Nia Jax was like, the major headline of the show. It's not even just about Nia Jax, man. It's everything else when it comes to Jay Uso's involvement now on Monday Night Raw. Now, it's good to see Jey Uso and the reception that he gets when he starts the show, but it's what he's involved in when it comes to being in another six-man tag. And me and Brian have spoken about this, and we knew that this shit was coming when it comes to Jey Uso. He's just going to be inserted into tag matches with the Judgment Day. Maybe you'll see him with Imperium, and and freaking here we are. Now, I do like the angle of the fact that, oh, it's kind of almost like a CM Punk type of a thing, right? It's like everybody in the locker room is very hesitant with Jey Uso. They don't trust him. They just don't freaking like him. So in that angle it can work but it's just how how we're going about things for once again and it's it's driving it's it's driving up a wall with this notion of six man tag after six man tag after tag match after tag match with the same people just in a, in a, in a, just a random shuffle with the same amount of people. You got the Judgment Day, you got Kevin Owens, you got Sami Zayn, you throw a Cody Rhodes in there, you throw a frickin' Matt Riddle in there. It's the same frickin' shtick, and we just shuffle the same amount of frickin' people. But why does this company care? Because Vince McMahon and Triple H just cashed the fuck in and made a shit ton of money with this frickin' merge. So you know what they said to us fans? Here, give them Nia jacks. Right, that's that's what the that's what they did, and Triple H is just like, okay, Vince, I gotcha, right? That's that's what they did, man. They cashed the fuck in, they threw in the towel, they said f you to everybody, and they gave us a lackluster, lazy, freaking show. And again, it's not just the whole Nia Jax thing, but uh, you know, it's also with the two major headlines going into that show. You had Gunther in this celebration, which had potential, which. At first glance, at the first half of that segment, I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And guys, it runs and it goes into another, it leads into another six-man tag where you had freaking Alpha Academy and Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, guys, like, I get it, man. Like, six-man tag matches and stuff like this, it it has a place, but when you freaking shove it and shove it down everybody's throats time after time again, it just gets stale and it gets redundant to the point where nobody cares. You're throwing these people in these segments to where a it's redundant and nobody cares. And B nobody cares about the people that are involved because how they are booked as such. That's the issue, you know, and 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 that as well as Cody Rhodes. And I stated this weeks ago about Cody Rhodes. They hyped up Cody Rhodes and his whole freaking return, even though it's been only 10 days or some shit like that. And he's in a segment with Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonuts <laughs> freaking in a brawl segment. And, and that's it. So this is what we're getting for, for Cody Rhodes, at least. For now, until maybe we get to the Royal Rumble or Survivor Series, you're going to see him, you know, tussling with the Judgment Day until the test of time. And the reason why this is an issue, guys, is because this motherfucker has already defeated legit every single member of the Judgment Day. And now we keep revisiting this feud (laughs) and, and, and it's just, it's just redundant, what what point is there for Cody Rhodes to be feuding with the Judgment Day or being involved in Judgment Day's business where he has beaten these motherfuckers week after week? You know, he beat Dominic Mysterio in a match. He's beaten Finn Balor countless of times. He's beaten Damian Priest. What else needs to continue with Cody Rhodes and the Judgment Day? It's because they don't have anything else. You know, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. What, what, what the fuck are we doing there, man? Freaking Shinsuke Nakamura's like, oh, I'm not gonna go after your title, but let me beat up Ricochet every fucking week. How's that feud, uh, that 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 uh that momentum going for Ricochet after that Logan Paul match? Yeah, it's going really well, isn't it? He gets his fucking ass kicked by freaking <laughs> by freaking Shinsuke every freaking week. I like Shinsuke. I like his, you know, the character, somewhat of a character change he's got working with with like talking in his native language, the subtitles, the vignettes that he has. And It is special and it could work, but you know, and but this is the issue. You know, you're, you're continuing a feud with Seth Rollins with an attack from a pay-per-view that nobody fucking saw. After payback, you saw Seth Rollins beat Shinsuke clean in the middle of the ring. The show went off the air. And now you're trying to continue the story of something that nobody fucking saw after the show. Until freaking on social media, of course, afterwards. And, and it's just... You know, there's, there's, it's, 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 it either leads, this, this is the MO. You know, Triple H likes to either end things with a brawl, a six-man tag, and more fucking brawling. There's no creativity! There's none! There's fucking none. And then you had Nia Jax, right? Then you had freaking Nia Jax, to where, look, you know, it's been, what, it's been a while since we've seen Nia Jax, obviously, and... You know, look, we, we understand when it comes to Nia Jax and the reason why, you know, a lot of people like myself and others, and I'm sure Brian, I'm sure I can speak for him, is that the reason why people can't get on board with Nia Jax is because the fact that she has been reckless in that ring. And she's injured countless upon countless of freaking superstars and talent in that company. You know, has she gotten better? Ha- has she cleaned up some stuff? I mean, we're soon going to find out. But it's, you no know, Naya, as well as this company, they're going to have to do a lot of work for us to erase, you know, the memories that she's created, you know, being unsafe with the rest of these talents. Now, I get it. It's not on purpose. But the fact that it's, you know, unintentional is even fucking worse. If, 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 if this was, if there was a purpose behind these injuries, then, okay, it's still not good. But at least there's a reason. There's no freaking reason. It's just recklessness and and not being ready. She's not ready. Is she ready now? We're soon gonna find out, like I mentioned. But you know, you know, I mean, we're talking people like Bailey, you know, freaking Kyrie Zane, Ember Moon, freaking Athena that you know now in AEW, you know, freaking countless more that that I can like I said, Kyrie Zane, Mandy Rose, Selena Vega, right? Not, you know, it's and, and many. That's just. That's just a sample size of people that that is freaking Becky Lynch. You know, I think she even she at least admit to that. I'm pretty sure Becky Lynch as well as others. And and that's but that's just the reality. So if Nia Jax, if they want to bring Nia Jax and they want to make her feel special and they want to put her in with Rhea Ripley, I I, I guess going after this said title, maybe you throw I guess they're going to throw Raquel Rodriguez into that whole fold. I, I don't know, man. It's and now we're going to get a triple threat between Rhea, Raquel, and, and Nia Jax because Nia Jax did go after Raquel in that main event, that women's title main event. I, I don't know, man. It's just, <sighs> but who cares, right? WWE freaking Endeavor, they've made a shit ton of money in incentives because not only with this buyout, but with all the freaking, the, all the freaking firings, with all the freaking releases with employees. And I told you guys, Do not be shocked if you see talent, you know, if if you see talent get fired or get released over the next several weeks. I'm telling you, man, it is it's it's only a matter of when, you know, it's this this is just the beginning when it comes to that whole merge. And it's it's and it's just it's business, man. There's there's really nothing (laughs) there's there's nothing really else to say much about it. So. So, yeah, man, with Nia Jax, we'll see. I I hope I'm rooting for her. I want to see her do well. I want to see her you know, really succeed and really become something in this industry. But, you know, she's going to have to prove to a lot of people that she, you know, she has improved her game and, and and is willing to work with the best that's, that has to offer in that company. And after you saw the rating from this past week, are you shocked? That's my question. Are you shocked? Oh, but James, you know, fricking it's Monday night football. They're not going to defeat Monday night football guys. The, 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 the purpose is not to defeat NFL. Okay. I want to make that fucking clear to everybody. The goal, the purpose is not to beat them. We know, we understand this is not 1980. This is not 1990, right? It, it the, the times have changed in this world. I get it. They're streaming services, whatever. But I'm telling you guys right now, and I'm going to get to the whole streaming services in just one second before we get to SmackDown, All right? Let me be perfectly fucking clear. I don't give a shit, right? If it's the NFL, if it's the NBA, if it's MLB, if it's college football, I don't give a shit. That does not mean as a professional wrestling promote promoter, a company to put the best possible show out there. There is no fucking excuse for that. And when it comes to streaming services, guys, look, when something is that captivating, when something is that intriguing, people will switch the channel. They will turn the channel off to whatever they're watching and wanting to watch uh, Monday night raw to watch SmackDown. I'm telling you, man, look at the bloodline. The bloodline has been a perfect fricking example as well as many other freaking shoot freaking becky lynch even though I, I spoke heavily about that whole situation freaking becky lynch becky lynch is on nxt people are people are switching the channel to see becky lynch face in a main event right you see nick khan who were he was trying to finalize a deal with fox and comcast because he wants you know because the ratings and the television ratings matter because comcast or fox are like dude you haven't delivered Look at your television ratings. They've been going backwards. That's why they matter. Because the worse these shows get, the more likely than not these shows can get taken off the air. That's why it freaking matters. And it matters to the networks and it matters to the company and it matters to everybody involved. So enough with these fucking excuses. I've heard these excuses time after time again, is it going to, is it going to have a small effect? Obviously? Yes, of course. I'm not denying that. I'm not, I'm not going against that, but guys, it is no excuse for a wrestling promotion, not to compete, to not put their best product out there. And that's it. So, But we'll discuss more about Monday Night Raw um, Tuesday. You know, now that Brian Thomas, at least for the time being, will not be on the show. uh, These Monday Night Raw reviews will be resumed once again on Tuesday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that as we'll be back talking on against on Monday Night Raw um, this coming Tuesday. So make sure you guys stay notified and make sure you guys look out for that. But for this week, man, for what? for what's on paper for what's on these notes competing with you know with the Bills and the Jets freaking Aaron Rodgers freaking tearing his Achilles and the way that that game freaking ended by the way shout out to my New York Jets all right freaking Freaking one and zero, oh, baby. It sucks that freaking Aaron Rodgers is hurt. It is what it is. But hey, the freaking team is freaking stacked. We got a tremendous running game. We got a tremendous receiving core. We got arguably one of the best defenses in the league. You know, and now it just comes down to freaking Zach Wilson just being average, man. Just be freaking average. That's all you gotta freaking do for for that team to succeed and 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 uh, and lead their season and into hopefully a, a playoff playoff contention. But. Um, but that's, that's just, sorry. That's just the fan and me coming out there, but, but, uh, without further ado, man, with all that being said, let us dive straight into Friday night, SmackDown, uh, Friday night SmackDown was, uh, for September 15th, 2023 live in Denver, Colorado. The show starts off our number one with Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee's music hits, and he enters the ring uh hypes up the denver crowd it was so good to see pat mcafee man you guys know i mean obviously when it comes to pat mcafee man he's just different he's been a a shining light that nobody ever thought that we ever needed (laughs) ever since he you know he's joined commentary with cole and, and even being in matches with people like adam cole as well as people like austin theory at wrestlemania as well as you know the list goes on and on and on so it was really good to see pat mcafee and the crowd erupt for him just a really cool moment there. However, that wasn't even the big the big surprise of this segment. Um, Austin Theory comes out. That's not the surprise. <laughs> it's what's after that is the surprise. Um, you know, he 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 goes to the ring um, and listen, man. Look, is he's talking shit to 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 Pat McAfee, telling him he's got unfinished business. He makes a, he makes an Aaron Rodgers quote saying like I'm gonna drop you in a couple minutes and I'm gonna send you back to ESPN you know, unable to do anything like Aaron Rodgers. So he throws an Aaron Rodgers dig in there. Um, look, man, listen, I am I know as of late, I've been very harsh on Austin Theory, but but for justified reasons, right? And I want to see this kid succeed as much as I've been, you know, frustrated with his situation, but I've always stated that this dude has the potential and this dude, and I'm sure, you know, from people backstage told him about this segment and what he's going to be involved in. You know, this dude, you know, he, he says eight town down, Well, this dude was on his freaking A game. Um, I mean, he just went out there. He just felt comfortable. He was in the moment. Definitely one of Austin Theory's shining moments in a WWE segment, for sure. So I will give Austin Theory all the praise in the world for that. Um, And then, ladies and gentlemen, only then, The Rock, yes, The Rock makes his return And his music hits. Pat McAfee made a statement about saying, oh, this is the people's show. As you know, Austin Theory was rebuttaling, saying this is Austin Theory Live. And then going back and forth with there. But Pat McAfee was like, no, no, no. This is the people's show. And you know what that means. And then, boom. The Rock's music hits. The Rock returns to WWE. Guys, the fucking pop that... Denver, Colorado gave fucking insane. Um, I, I mean, just the goosebumps, the electricity. I mean, he's the most electrifying man of all of sports entertainment, right? Um, just coming unglued like that, man. Just freaking, it just freaking loved it. It was just a very special moment. Um, just really, really solid Just really just goosebumps, man, just a goosebumps type of a feel, incredible pop. And it really made it really set the tone for the rest of the show, man. Um, It it, it truly, it truly, truly did. So, I mean, The Rock hits the ring, doing what The Rock does, really taking in the moment. Um, You know, Theory, you know, tries to go back and forth with The Rock on the microphone, the very first thing Rock tells Theory is to shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> uh frickin' love it. Frickin' frickin' love it. However, man, Austin Theory, like I said, he 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 held his own. For for what was given to him, he held his own as like The Rock was about to speak. And he's like, he's like, he's like, well, I think. And then he re rebuttles with, it doesn't matter what The Rock says. So that was actually that was pretty that was, that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Again, shout out to Austin Theory, man. As much as I'm hard on the dude. I you know I I won't shy away to say he he did he he definitely did his part in this segment. Uh and guys like this was I want to say this segment was what 20 plus minutes and this was just freaking the rock just having the freaking time of his life. He he ends up doing like okay listen I want this side of the crowd to say you are and I want this side of the crowd to say an asshole. And that's what the crowd did. He says you are an asshole referring to Austin Theory. And then he's like, okay, now I want this side to say you are and this side an asshole. <laughs> just fucking, it, it was, it was just, it was fucking great. And the crowd is just going with it. It was freaking awesome. Austin Theory's expression is freaking priceless. Um, just really getting aggravated and frustrated. Pat McAfee's like, dude, this is a, this is a two hour show where I think that went on for like a good, three to four minutes and, and pat mcafee's like uh, we, we, this is a two-hour show and rock's like listen man i know this is a two-hour show but the rock is having way too much fun over here uh so it was just it was just freaking awesome man. like i said it just set the tone throughout the rest of the night um you know the rock you know he just continues to rock continues to do his thing and this leads to uh austin theory he, he just has enough at this point rock, uh, austin theory cheap shots the Rock, The Rock hits his spine buster and his famous people's elbow to Austin Theory, as well as Pat McAfee. You know, he gave his own little people's elbow as well to end the segment. And that's how SmackDown starts it off, man, with The Rock. The Rock returns to WWE to Friday Night SmackDown. Now, look, um, obviously, if, if you guys have heard over the last 24 hours, I'm sure you guys saw The Rock was on the Pat McAfee show, and I'm pretty sure they were located in Denver, Colorado. So if you can put two and two together, you can't be that shocked, especially after you heard Pat McAfee come out to the ring. You kind of had a slight hint to think, man, could The Rock potentially come out there because The Rock is also in Denver, Colorado. So putting two and two together there, it's not, you know... That's surprising, but still outside of that, it was still so good. It was just, it was great to see or hear the pop and the reaction that both not just Pat McAfee got, but as well as the rock. Um, and I, as I'm sure as well, this was definitely to kind of blur the lines a little bit <laughs> because there's been a lot of headlines and we've talked about it, me and Brian yesterday about the firings about this merge and you know, how the future, is very unknown when it comes to what's to come with this whole with this whole, you know, business deal with Endeavor and WWE and, and everything else. So, this was definitely, you know, at least for the time being, at least for one day, at least for maybe this weekend or however, however people want to hold hold on to this, but this was definitely a feel good moment for 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 wrestling fans to see uh The Rock and Pat McAfee in, in, in this segment for sure. Um, but speaking of Pat McAfee and the Pat McAfee show, before I get into this next segment, um, you know, the rock made some comments in regards to a, regards to the match that was rumored about himself and Roman reigns for WrestleMania 39. And he said that that was locked, like legit putting his hands, like, dude, that was locked. We were doing it. Um, you know, we, and he talked about the whole story and what transpired there, when it comes to those two he said you know he was with you know Vince McMahon and Nick Khan together and they flew to LA they all met we sat and they talked about it this was back beginning of 2022 you know and and they toasted they talked about this whole situation transpiring he said let's do it it's going to happen um and pretty much just kind of gave the full details you know of course and and this is it's interesting right because he also said about you know this is something like, let's not just do something great. Let's do something, you know, that that we can create for fans that has never been done before, right? You know, so, you know, where, where WrestleMania isn't the end of something, and it's actually the beginning of something bigger. So, interesting, right? So, obviously, a lot of people discussing about the the main event of WrestleMania now because at uh, you know for the test of time we thought it was Cody Rhodes and Roman and now with these statements do they do they potentially still do the Rock versus Roman do they go in another completely different direction who knows man but this is definitely something that uh, you know this it, it's it's going to be interesting man like i said the chaos to me when it comes to this whole situation man is just the beginning because there's something going on clearly with with Vince with Roman with the Rock and Nick Khan um that that involves beyond WrestleMania beyond uh 2024 so who who freaking knows man because this is Definitely interesting. Now you can kind of take this as oh well rock was in the area. This was just to get a little cheap pop in the rating for people to tune in to get, you know, to see the rock. It's good to see the rock. It's been a long time. You know, it could have been that, but but you hear those statements from The Rock that he made on on the Pat McAfee show and you think, man, like, is there something is there something else that we're not familiar of what's to come moving forward? Because it's 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 just interesting, man. It it really, really is to see. You know what's to come with the Rock, and and where does the Rock go from here? Was this just a, a little, just a little? Hey, it's good to see the Rock. Little one-time, little one-night-only type of appearance here, but um, who who freaking knows? Who, who freaking knows, man? Um, you know, and that and that's the thing with Cody. You know, in Cody's direction, you know, and I'm sure because of Cody's, and and maybe this is why, honestly, because of these discussions you know, maybe this is the reason why Cody Rhodes lost at WrestleMania 39, because, you know, because of these, these talks about with The Rock and Nick Khan, and maybe potentially, maybe this has been planned all along for something beyond WrestleMania 40. So it's a a lot, a a lot is to take in with this man. So, but I'm sure who knows, I I know who knows if we find out more in, in regards to this as we get closer to the end of this calendar year, we get closer to Survivor Series, we get closer to the Royal Rumble. So very, very interesting, man. You know, let me guys know what you guys think. Is this, you know, does The Rock and Roman happen? Does it happen for the championship? And what does that leave for Cody Rhodes? Does Cody Rhodes, you know, does he still get? Does he still finish the story with Roman Reigns and gets that cultivating moment that he he should have gotten at WrestleMania 39? So. You know a lot something's up man something's up clearly you know it, it's you know after just hearing those words from the rock on the on the pat mcafee show and for of course and now again you would think it's just a one time one night only type of appearance but after these after these comments man you know you got to think something's up you know again beyond wrestlemania moving forward between nick con vince mcmahon roman whoever else is involved But I'm sure I'm I'm sure we're going to find out, you know, was, you know, was this a reason why Cody Rhodes lost at Mania? Because something bigger was planned here. So and and if that's the case, if there is something bigger planned involving The Rock, where does that lead Cody Rhodes in the future? I'm sure we're going to find out sooner rather than later, man. Up next, we have AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Uh, Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio at ringside as they get involved they get ejected from ringside Jimmy Uso interferes the ref never sees it he never he never saw what transpired with Jimmy Uso as he tries to get through the ring ropes and Finn Balor wins via the awe-inspiring the ultra-devastating You guys know, it's the roll-up finish. That's right. AJ Styles gets rolled up for the one, two, three, and Finn Balor wins this match. Look, um, I'm going to make this kind of short, you know, because obviously AJ Styles was also involved in the main event segment. We'll get that into hour number two. Um, Look, I understand Finn Balor is a champion. You can't really have him lose there. And obviously you have the, the Jimmy Uso interference with, which I guess kind of blur the lines in regards to but man it's like you know look if you're going to involve AJ Styles in in a in a main event sequence cuz this is what it seems like is what's going to go down is is maybe a potential match between Styles and Roman for that title and if that's the case man like just a roll up finish man I get it listen there's a there comes a time and a place with the roll-up finish to where it works but it's the fact and it's the same concept like i talked about beginning of the show about the six-man tag and how just how s- often we see this match and just how it it's just transpires over and over and over and over again and now we see this roll-up finish so many times to where it, it's just redundant now you have to you you have to make these guys look somewhat stay face in a way um, uh, I would have been fine if Finn Balor just hit the coup de gras and defeated HJ Styles with this involvement. But it's just the fact with the roll-up, it's just, you know, the match I can take it or leave it. I just don't like the finish, man. This the roll-up finish is just weird. Even with Jimmy Uso's involvement, I can I can take it or leave it with that with Jimmy. Um so so yeah, man. As Balor was backstage trying to recruit Jimmy Uso to the judgment day, as that just seems to be. Another weird, interesting turn of events when when it comes to that the Judgment Day trying to recruit not just Jay on Monday Night Raw but now Jimmy on SmackDown to the Judgment Day. So, but look, I mean, I guess you can say, oh, take it or leave it, because AJ Styles is somewhat in the main event picture here, and yeah, that's great. I mean, we talked about with with AJ Styles as of late how he just doesn't feel important. He's not in anything important at all. He's not involved in anything now. Yeah. You know, beggars can't be choosers. He's he's involved with the bloodline, and he's doing the shtick. That's great for him. But, man, a, a roll-up finish, man, just – I'm just saying, man, we, we can do better. We can do a whole lot freaking better. But more on AJ Styles later on. Uh, you had John Cena and The Rock uh, backstage as uh, Cena just says, Welcome home, with a nice big smile on his face. Really, really just a really cool visual with The Rock and Cena, as I'm sure that that was another big headline just that visual with the rock and Cena backstage. Um, so a nice, nice little moment there between those two, um, you know, just, just a very, very solid uh, very, very, very solid stuff. Just the visual kind of more of the visual itself was just, just more in awe than anything else. Um, as we'll talk more about Cena, of course, later on. And then we get to the end of our number one, uh, our number one or the end of our number one, we have the LWO as they are introduced in the ring. They're all in the ring, all members of the LWO, um, you know, Ray Mysterio, Santos, Selena Vega, they're all out there. Um, as Santos Escobar challenges, challenges Ray Mysterio for a U.S. title match. He challenges him for a U.S. title match as Ray Mysterio. He kind of like just kind of plays it off. And he's just like, oh, like after what we've been through, you're going to challenge me for this title. And he's like, I'm just kidding, man. Of course I freaking accept. And they brace into a hug. Um, as the the street business, the hurt business 2.0, I don't know what you want to call them now, but the street profits and uh and Bobby Lashley, they interrupt and they just say some words. Somebody's microphone got cut off. That was just that kind of really put a damper on things. Yeah, I mean, guys, this was this was just bad. Um, look, I and look, the the street profits and Bobby Lashley. It it has it no doubt it has potential, but they're there they're, they're ne there's just a missing element with this. And and I said it a couple of weeks ago. Either Triple H either has something for them, or this is or this faction is gonna get really freaking boring. It's going to get really stale, and no one's gonna get interest in it because they have nothing. Triple H is gonna have nothing for them. So I, I don't know, man. It's just they, this And this leads into a tag match. And, guys, this tag match was no less than 60 seconds. This was the Street Profits and LWO. The Street Profits defeat LWO in legit, guys, less than 60 seconds. I, I mean, guys, again, you 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 could just put fucking Brooklyn Brawler and Barry Horowitz into this fucking match, and it would be no freaking different. I, I, I just – it's just interesting. Now, I guess you can make this statement of, like, The Rock – you know i i guess because maybe they went beyond some time into the show and some time and some time within matches and segments had to get cut short because of the rocks involvement to start the show but still man if this is what you're going to put out on television don't even bother it, it's it's not even worth with the lwo it's not even worth for the street profit's like don't even don't even cut the promo. Don't even cut the, cause guys, this was fucking horrible. I, I mean, the, the, it's just for 60 seconds in a match, like don't even have the match, man. You, you got, you're better off leaving the street profits, Lashley LWO and, and all that shtick in the back and going to the drawing board, preparing something for, for the following week. I'm just saying, I, I mean, this was just this, this was forgettable that this was something that just stuck out like a sore thumb um, with everybody involved here, as freaking Lashley orders Montez Ford and Dawkins to finish the LWO, LWO off. Escobar and Mysterio get involved. They attack both of them from behind. Lashley blindsides Santos Escobar. Dawkins hits Rey Mysterio with the right hand with a slight distraction from Montez Ford. And that's pretty much it, man. So look. Here here's what I say about the Street Profits. Listen, I- I look, I understand it may sound cool fantasy booking. I know a lot of fans like to do a lot of fantasy booking, right? But guys, from what I've seen over the past several weeks, I don't see the difference before the Street Profits were involved with Lashley to now. I don't see the freaking difference. They're still just the Street Profits. They don't feel any fucking different. And that includes Bobby Lashley as well. Like nothing about Bobby Lashley We know he's not that great on the microphone. I don't understand why he's the mouthpiece in all this. It's just, it's very weird. And nothing, like nothing feels just important at all. And nothing feels captivating of what's coming out of his mouth. You know, there's nothing about Bobby Lashley that feels any different before versus now with this faction, with, with with the Street Profits. And that's it, you know. However, and I, and I spoke about this, you know, late last night, I said this on, on our TikTok as well as Instagram, as well as our Facebook page, um, about Jade Cargill, you know, Jade Cargill, of course, you know, if, if these rumors are true about her, that she is WWE bound, if Jade Cargill is going to WWE and me and Brian spoke about that very, very heavily that, you know, she screams, you know, someone that is tailor made for that company, you know? But the thing is with Jade Cargill, and the question is, is like, oh, what do you involve her with? Like, what do you do with Jade Cargill when she get, when she does get to WWE? Why not with this faction? Why not, man? Jade Cargill, side by side with the Street Profits and Bobby freaking Lashley. The visual, the creativity, what you can do with those four individuals. Now, I also get it. The argument is like, oh, well, wouldn't Bianca Belair suit well in that role yeah true but here's the thing though guys you know we talked we talked about with jade cardgill you know matches with with freaking rhea ripley nia Jax, whatever name you want to throw in there but one of the names was bianca belair if you if that is the case if that's something that wwe wants to do it makes more sense to involve jade cardgill as the heel in this faction that way it's easier and it makes more sense for you to set up a match with Jade Cardgill and Bianca Belair. It makes more sense to do such. The story makes sense with the involvement of the street profits and Montez Ford. You can tell that story there and just, just get creative, you know, just get creative. It can make sense if you put the time and care and effort into it. You know, you know, people think like thrusting Jade Cardgill into a title opportunity you know, right away is, is the best thing going forward. I would not do that at all, please. I really hope that that's not the case when it comes to this situation. If you are going, if Jade Cargill is on her way to WWE, the best position for her is to involve her with Bobby Lashley and the street profits, because when it comes to feuds and matches setting up with people like Bianca Belair, it just makes the most sense because everything ties together And it's easier to get to that match, right? Because we always talk about dream matches, right? Oh, we put superstar A and superstar B, but nobody cares how we get there, right? If we want to get to a Jade Cardgill, Bianca Belair feud match, that's the way you can go about it, man. And think about what it could do for this faction. If you do book it as such, if you do book it properly, do they do that? We'll we'll soon find out, man. But if that is the case, if rumors are true, you know, Jade Cargill, she had, I guess you could say, potentially her last and final match on AEW with Chris Statlander on Rampage for that TBS Championship. She embraced in a hug with Chris Statlander. I mean, that seems like she's she's on her way out the door. So if if that's the case, man, if Jade Cargill's on her way and she's WWE bound. Put her in with, with Lashley and the Street Profits, man, because of that, that shit has potential to be truly special. We move into hour number two. We have L.A. Knight, yeah, versus The Miz in a one-on-one match. L.A. Knight wins via the BFT. Match time and length, I want to say, was around 12 minutes um, from bell to bell. L.A. Knight, of course, like I said, he wins the match. He grabs a microphone. And he says, and he claims that he is coming for gold in WWE. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're freaking, if you're Gunther, if you're Seth Rollins, and it damn sure doesn't matter if you're freaking Roman Reigns. You know, LA Knight is coming after gold with everybody saying LA Knight, yeah. And LA Knight stands tall and wins this match. Obviously the right decision, of course. I mean, LA Knight, I mean, we talk about this so many times. It's like we're kind of... Kind of beating up a dead horse at this point. I'm glad that this was this match was won clean for LA Knight, so that way this the result had to happen in regards to LA Knight's momentum. You, you you know, I'm sure that there was talks about you know maybe does this push to fast lane? Do they do a third match between LA Knight and the Miz? Well, the fact that he just beat him clean, it seems like LA Knight is moving on. What does he move on to? I guess we'll soon find out. But however. After LA Knight cuts that promo and he leaves the ring, the camera panders backstage with Solo and Heyman um watching uh from backstage. And interesting, man. You know, is this is that hinting something for for the near future, man? Because again, W, like that's just that that wasn't done just you know, for that had to be done for a purpose, right? Like, the, like WWE and and stuff like that. They don't just pander. They don't do stuff like that just to do stuff like that. The way that that camera panned over to Solo and Heyman watching LA Knight walk off, like obviously that was done intentionally. To where there is something planned. It's a seed planted for for what's to come in the near future. Now let me just say this, man. I if the, if the plan is to do eventually Roman and LA Knight whenever that is, um. You know, I just hope that they aren't rushing this too soon because LA Knight can needs to continue this momentum. And if he is gonna be facing Roman, this needs to be at least until the Royal Rumble. Anything earlier than that, if you're trying to push something earlier than that, nah nah. Absolutely not. This this if if that is the case for this feud, for this match, you know, you need you need to hold this off until at least the Royal Rumble past this calendar year. LA Knight is rocking with too much momentum right now. Finally, it took them seven, eight, nine fucking months to do so. But here we are. He defeated the Miz. He's done with the Miz. He beat him clean and he continues to rock this freaking momentum. Um and so we'll see, man. Again, that the only thing that I you know the only grudge that I have with this is that I just hope and pray that they just don't rush this this potential match it seems like that's what they're hinting of course between roman and la Knight in the future now of course you know there's it seems like they want to do roman versus aj styles i've been hearing bad bunny versus roman that would be freaking fun which you know bad bunny can take a freaking loss and it does nothing else to the rest of the locker room you know maybe they do that on a saudi show at a crown jewel who freaking knows um so, yeah, man, Ellie Knight continues to rack his momentum. And as somebody who has been so vocal, so freaking vocal about this guy and not giving this dude the rocket and, and really just, you know, dropping the ball with him. But it seems like now we're finally getting there. We're finally getting this guy back on the right track and building freaking momentum that he should have gotten earlier this calendar year. But here we are and we'll, we'll see where, where this leads to. Up next, we have Asuka versus Bailey in a one-on-one match with Dakota Kai at ringside. Shotzi appears during this match. Uh, Bailey is, like, frightened like she's seen a ghost, like she's seen three heads. Uh, and Asuka ends up winning this match via the distraction for Shotzi. Asuka wins this match via the awe-inspiring, the ultra-devastating... the roll-up finish oscar wins via a backslide type of finish whatever you want to freaking call it it's still a fucking roll-up man bailey loses yet again now i get it oscar has a match coming up next week for the uh wwe women's championship against eo sky that's gonna be a whole lot of fun you know, I spoke about that, you know, weeks ago about why that's not being built towards a pay-per-view. Like I said about Fox and Comcast, man, and of course with Nick Khan, they want any last ditch effort to try to finalize a deal that, that meets Nick Khan's price range and trying to get those viewerships when it comes to people like Asuka and Sky in a main event, that's what this company is going to do. So look, it's going to be fun. It, it, it's going to be, inter- it's going to be entertaining for what it is. I, I just wish that there was more, just, just more effort and just more involvement and more care put into the situation with Asuka as well as EO Sky. Um, but we'll see, man, you know, this is going to be very interesting to see too how they book this because, you know, us, these two can't afford to lose and damn sure, you know, freaking EO Sky can't afford to lose that title this quickly. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do things, especially with fast lane, fast approaching, Um, you know, do is is there an F finish involved? You know, does somebody get involved in this match? Is somebody going to be added into this equation? We'll we'll soon find out uh, moving forward. Uh, Before we go into this main event segment, man, I I want to mention one thing because this really bothered me um, with with this whole this whole match and, and, and everybody involved here. Uh, And that's Bailey. I want to talk about Bailey for just a second, guys. I I want this is this is a legit stat, right? People like to just spew their fucking opinions, just to spew their opinions. I'm about to I'm about to you know speak some facts here. Bailey, in 2023, she has had a total of 54 matches. This was her 54th match in the in the year of 2023, guys. She has won five of them. Five. She has an 87 percent losing percentage. She has lost 87% of her matches, 87% guys that that is fucking pathetic. I mean, guys, this is like, this isn't some fucking schmuck. This isn't, this isn't some jobber. some, some, whatever the fuck you want to call it off the street. This is Bailey. This is one of your top stars or who is supposed to be one of your top women's wrestlers in the industry. Right. Again, the woman that freaking headline NXT takeover, arguably the greatest women's wrestling match that I personally have ever seen in my life between her and Sasha Banks not too long ago, a few years ago. You know, I mean, this freaking woman that has held the SmackDown Women's Championship, you know, for for how like for hundreds upon hundreds of days and just and, and revolution and revolutionizing, is that a word? Or just you know carrying at some even during the the Thunderdome era the pandemic era carrying the women's division and pro wrestling the uh, just on her back and and this is what they have for her man to lose non fucking stop I get it man EO Sky's your champion so somebody has to take a pinfall somebody has to take a loss but but still man like eighty seven percent of her matches and she's fucking losing. Come on, man. That's just, that's fucking criminal. Like I said, this is no schmuck here, man. This is fucking Bailey, right? This is one of, again, supposed to be one of your top stars in the industry. And she's, and and this is, this is, that's that's her win-loss record, man. It's a fucking shame. Really, really is a shame. All right, we go into our main event segment. This was the Grayson Waller effect with special guest John Cena. Uh, freaking Christen Waller made a funny, uh, ma- made a funny line, uh, when, when talking to John, when, when speaking to Cena when he first gets into the ring, you know, Cena I mean, by the way, guys, and I'm going to, and I'll actually, I'll say that for, for the end of this segment, but it's, it's about John and it's about the rock and just, just how the crowd just erupts when he comes through that fucking curtain and just how just, you don't get that from anyone else on this roster, maybe outside of Roman and maybe Cody, maybe Cody to a slight degree, but I'll emphasize more on that later. Um, but he says, Grayson Waller says to him, he's like, listen, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat off. Like my mother taught me (laughs) that was a, and obviously it kind of ties in with Denver because, uh, you know, and, and with, with Denver or, excuse me, with, uh, Colorado's college football team, of course, Deion Sanders is the is is now the new head coach of the Colorado football team. And that was a quote from Jay Norvell. I want to say that's who was the head coach for Colorado state. They got a big game uh, this weekend. I'm pretty sure it's going on right now, as a matter of fact. Um, And that, you know, taking that was a shot from Jay Norvell directly to Deion Sanders. So, Making that connection. So when fans hear that, they hear that line, they know exactly where that's from. And the crowd's like, oh, you did not just go there, pal. So I like that. I like that little touch that Grayson Waller did there. Um, you know, Waller continues to talk his shit. Cena, like, Cena hardly says anything in this segment. He first, he just, he, he has enough what Grayson Waller has to say. He takes off the shirt, he takes off the hat, and Jimmy Uso interrupts. He snatches the microphone out of Cena's hands. Jimmy Uso is just threatening him to leave this ring. He's like, or he threatens John Cena to leave his ring. You know, he's like, either you do something or you get out of my ring. um, Or something along those lines. Uh, Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman interrupt. Solo gets immediately into John Cena's face. Jimmy Uso is just like, he's behind Solo Sokoa. He just starts barking at Cena behind Solo. And then Solo just turns around. He grabs Jimmy by the throat. He's about to deliver a Samoan spike, but then delivers a super kick to John Cena instead. Um, Solo continues to beat down Cena. AJ Styles comes to the aid to even the odds. Both him and, both him and John Cena, Styles and, and John Cena, gain the upper hand. A five-knuckle shuffle is delivered to Jimmy Uso. Um, and Solo, Jimmy Uso... And Paul Heyman retreat up the rampway, and uh, John Cena styles and um, they stand tall to end the show. And that is that is Friday Night Smackdown for you. So look, uh, and, and there was a there was one part in this segment, I believe, like Paul Heyman was like on the phone. And I think I think it was uh, Cena was about to deliver a attitude adjustment or something uh, to Jimmy Uso. And then pure orders of Roman Reigns over the phone, you know, Paul Heyman's yelling at Solo, like, grab Jimmy, grab Jimmy, you know, in orders of Roman, or that's what they want to make you believe, right? Um, So that's the little twist there with when it comes to that. So I don't know, man, it's just, I don't, I'm going to be completely honest with everybody. Can this, can this feud get back on the right track. Can this storyline with everybody involved with the bloodline with Roman get back on track? Maybe, but guys like this, the feel, the magic it's, it's gone guys. It's fucking gone. There's, and I don't know if you can ever, and it's going to be really, really hard to really, to try to match that same type of feel that you've once had over the past three years. And just, it's it just, it's weird just with Jimmy's, you know, allegiance back with the bloodline and how Jimmy again was the one to first turn on Roman Reigns. He super kicked his head off in freaking Saudi. They stated that they never, you know, they legit departed from the bloodline. They made that statement clear. The turn from Jimmy, from Jey Uso at WrestleMania now doesn't make any freaking sense. So, I don't know, man. They're going to have to do a lot to get me back on board because this is – it's just – something's just not right, man, with this. Um, So, I don't know. It's just really, really odd. It's good to see Styles in – finally in something. And not just in something, but in the freaking main event, (laughs) in a main event segment. So, again, I guess beggars can't be choosers. I just wish Styles, you know – leading up to this, leading up to this point, you know, he was built and felt as such being involved with other really, with really solid feuds along the way, getting to this moment. But, um, but that's, that's what it leads to, man. I'm sure who knows, you're probably going to see Cena and Styles in a tag. I've already mentioned about LA Knight and John Cena being in a tag. I'm, I'm telling you, man, you're going to see John Cena because he's part-time because he's been gone for so long. You're going to see a lot of these, these full full time talents carry the load with John Cena being in these tag matches. You know, Cena's gonna do his thing. He's gonna deliver his fricking his his fricking uh, his shoulder tackles, his five knuckle shuffles, his 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 FUs his fricking STFs. Um, and it's gonna be the full time talent to kind of try to to try to carry the load, so to speak, um, with that. You know, it's gonna be people from the bloodline. You're gonna have Cena team up with fricking. You know, you might see L.A. Knight and John Cena against The Miz and Austin Theory. You might see Cena and Styles against maybe Jimmy Uso and Solo. Who freaking knows? But that seems like where we're going. And it's just, you know, and look, it's just and it's the fact with Roman. You know, again, it's it's not just the fact with Roman holding on to this title. It's the fact that this dude's not even on fucking television, dude. I, I, I mean, he's holding on this title. I mean, I mean, must be some fucking vacation that he's got going on. Um, for him to be out this long, I mean, it's already been stated that he is not going to wrestle. We don't know if he's going to be appearing at all, but we know that he's not going to wrestle. He's not going to be involved in anything for that involving his, his championship, probably until survivor series. He's not going to be involved in a match in, in the, in the rest of this month. He's not going to be involved in a match within October the next time you're going to see this dude involved in something guys is going to be in November for survivor series. You know, it's just, it's unfortunate, you know, it's, 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 we know, and, and, and and let me get to this and and I'm going to end it with this, you know, as much as Roman has done tremendous things over the past three years, you know, and he has been tremendous and he has turned his career around and it's so good to see and props to Joe and the person for that. But man, it's just outside of him, outside of Roman and maybe Cody Rhodes, you know, you hear that reaction with The Rock. You heard that reaction for Cena, and you and, and you even ask to yourself, man, there is not any other wrestler outside, again, of maybe Cody and Roman Reigns that that makes you get up out of your seat and cheer and pop like that. There's nobody else, bro. Fucking nobody. Everybody walks through the curtain and you just golf clap and you're just like, oh, it's good to see them. That's it. There's no feel. There's no connection with these fucking, these fucking talents. Nobody. Not Drew McIntyre, not Xavier Woods, not fricking. I mean, maybe LA Knight to a degree now. Maybe, like I said, LA Knight's been getting a really, really, Been obviously for the test of time has been getting tremendous reactions uh, over the past several freaking months after that Bray Wyatt feud, you know, so maybe you could say LA Knight to a degree, maybe Cody and maybe Roman outside of those two to three people that I just mentioned. It's not Grayson Waller. It's not Raquel Rodriguez. It's not even Chad Gable. It's not Tommaso Ciampa. It's not Seth Rollins. No matter how many times people want to sing his song, it's not Shayna Baszler. It's not freaking Chelsea Green. It's not Zoe Starks. It's not freaking Gunther. It's not, it's, it's nobody. Regardless of how we feel about these people, we could, we can like and respect these people. And we were, and, and we, we, we know the talent and the, and the potential that's in him or or in them. But be honest with yourselves. When you take these current talents Against people like Cena and the rock and how you hear their music hit and you just feel a certain type of way when they come through the curtain, you are not getting that feeling with anybody else. You're not. And that's what sucks is that we have to go back to, you know, part-time older vets to feel a certain type of way about anybody. It's, it's a shame, you know? And of course, like I said, early on, this was obviously to kind of blur the lines this week because a lot of crazy shit has happened with the merge again, WWE executives, you know, the financial officer, Frank Riddick, as well as many other, you know, top suit and ties have been let go. They've been fired or they've walked away from their positions from WWE, as well as many more firings are, are, are yet to come uh, in the next several days and weeks. So this was something to, you know, distract fans for the time being. You got The Rock, you got Cena. And, and this was definitely to, you know, create a headline that's somewhat, you know, well, not somewhat, but a, in a more positive light. You know, instead of talking about people getting fired from their jobs, you got, oh, you got Cena, you got The Rock, and you got everyone else involved, right? And And that's... And that's it. And, and you know, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of these segments were were also kind of cut short because of the Rock's segment and what he was involved in. So I'm sure a lot of stuff was kind of was kind of cut short as well. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, listen, but but because of that segment, this show definitely felt a certain type of way. It sucks that we've had to we've had to bring back these people like Cena and the rock to do such, especially with Roman out for however many more weeks and months. But look, man, it was, it was, it was great to see Pat McAfee. It was damn sure. Really good to see the rock. What happens with the rock afterwards? Was this just a one-time one night stand or is there something big, bigger involved with the Royal rumble with WrestleMania and beyond? Um, you know, we shall soon find out, man. I mean, the statements that he made on the Pat McAfee show, you know, it's crazy, man. It's been a crazy freaking week in the professional wrestling world. You know, when does Jake Cardgill come to WWE? Are those rumors true? As she said in stone, it's after that, you know, what transpired after her match with Chris Statlander, it seems like she's out the door in a, in AEW. So a lot's going to be answered in the next couple of days, for sure. A lot of questions are going to be answered. Um, a lot more people are going to be fired. And I'm sure I'm telling you guys, it, it's only going to be a matter of time because of these firings, because of the flywheel, and because of just how Endeavor does business and, and what's to come. Don't be shocked if talent is going to follow suit with these firings and these cuts. You know, I hate to, again, I said it last episode, I hate to paint that picture to everybody, but it's... It's the truth, man, just expect it it's not just it's not just a matter of you know it's it's a matter of when it happens, you know and that's and that's it man so but damn good really damn good solid start to the show again, great to see McAfee got a tremendous stuff. props to Austin theory. let me give a small clap to Austin theory he no no doubt one of the 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 best i've seen austin theory in a segment in 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 a while um so austin theory hopefully he continues that confidence and that momentum that slight momentum that he needs um going forward and listen i understand why austin theory was involved in this you know this is a guy that wwe is trying desperately for fans to care about him so you know obviously you know you don't want la Knight in there you don't want any bloodline member in there it's just kind of First of all, they don't even need the rub. And second of all, it doesn't make sense. And it's just going to overshadow somebody like LA Knight that you're trying to build and gain momentum. But for Austin Theory, a guy that you're trying to get back on the map, you're trying to get fans to care about him, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't shock me at, at the end of the day. But, hey, he did well for, for what was given to him um, and, and for what this segment was as a whole, man. So... And that is your SmackDown review. That was SmackDown September 15th, 2023. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Once again, shout out to my co-host, Brian Thomas. Um, you know, again, man, just it's it's been a pleasure uh, being on this uh, or doing podcasts and, do, and doing episodes with you, my man. Whenever you're watching this video, my man, shout out to you um, and shout out to everybody. Of course, that always tunes into every episode. Make sure you guys stay notified for more episodes to come as I'm sure a lot more crazy shit is going to transpire over the next several days, you know, beyond, you know, this weekend and, and moving into next week. So make sure you guys stay tuned uh, for more episodes to come. We have Monday night raw uh, review for Tuesday. Um, and then we're back at it with Thursday talking AEW, um, and then we're right back at it on Saturday um, talking uh SmackDown. Um, right back here on Ruthless Talk on this very podcast, and of course, like I mentioned, a lot of special guests are in the works to be a part of the show. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that, as the you know a lot of fun is going to be transpired over the next several days with Brian Thomas being out. Um, you know, and of course, we'll let you guys know when Brian Thomas does come back um, and, and 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 everything else as a whole. But Brian, again, man, if you're watching this, bro, shout out to you. And whenever the time comes, when you do come back, we know we can't wait to have you back. And it'll be it'll be a lot of fun when you do come back onto this platform. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys follow us on our social medias. Make sure you guys join our Facebook page along with our other platforms, which is Instagram and TikTok. That is Ruthless underscore talk. Guys, we just surpassed two days ago, 900 followers on TikTok. Let's give a round of applause for that. Thank you to everybody who has followed us on TikTok. Thank you guys for all those people who do follow us on TikTok that have joined us on this podcast. Thank you guys so much, man, um just for being a part of this community. Every time you hit that follow button, you are part of this Ruthless Talk community, um and it's great to have you, man, whether you've been, you know, following this podcast since since, you know, 8 months, 9 months ago or if you're just tuning in for the first time, man, it is great to have you. And again, man, stay tuned for more episodes to come and a lot more chaos to be ensued over the next several weeks. That is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli, and your boy is signing off saying salute, peace out, and take care, everybody.